Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted where I felt adventure's pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamer, the creme brulee king, James. Hello. You, um, you used a blowtorch in the, in the kitchen, James. That sounds like something that would be, that would terrify me. Well, I wouldn't it, want the fire. First, yeah, so like, I didn't know how to use it the first time, so it was going to be like, you know in The Sims when you like, get them to cook before they read the books and then they just burn your house down? I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that was the thing. I'm not a really big Sims guy. Uh, I, I, I was. The Sims, Sims 1. That was like, you know, the OG. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, if they cook, if you got them to cook before they read out how to cook, they would just burn the house down, literally. That, ma- so. that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I did the stupid, I looked at the blowtorch to see if it was blocked, but then it turned on and I almost like burnt my face off. But. Oh my God. I made a, I made a mean creme brulee. So. <laughs> You're a braver man than Who I. cares? It was all worth it. Yeah. Um, so, hey, where do you come down on uh, Robert Patterson being the uh, rumoured to be the next Batman? Uh, I don't know, but we'll see, I guess. Um, yeah. Have you se- have you seen like him in many films other than maybe Twilight or something like that? Um, I'm just quickly Googling to remind myself if I have. Um, so, okay. hold, please. Now, obviously, like, I've I think you'd probably... I think you'd probably know, like, I've seen, I remember seeing him in The Rover, which was uh, an Australian film um, starring Guy Pearce, he plays alongside him, um, and he is fantastic in that, he is so, so good. Um, yeah. I feel I've... like he's been getting a hard rap because of, like, the Twilight series, and people just associated him with that, and if I'm honest, he wasn't his best in that, but that could have been down to the directing and the writing and so much. Um, I think he is, like, a really good actor, and I'm kind of keen to see what he does with the role. Yeah, I've actually only seen two movies that he's in um, that David Cronenberg did, like Cosmopolis and Maps oh, yeah. to the Stars. Um, I know Cosmopolis is another one people are referring to in terms of his acting chops. Yeah, but like I've I just, not seen. That I one, just though. like don't like him. That's all. <laughs> like, so I don't. Yeah. I don't think he has the right look personally. But fair um, enough. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with like Twilight or whatever. Like I. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah. Have you um been to seen Detective Pikachu yet? No. I wonder though. Like, well worth seeing, man. I, I saw it on the weekend. Good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um, um, it's definitely a kid's film, but as a big kid, that doesn't really bother me all that much. Um, and Ryan Reynolds' Detective Pikachu, man, just like just nails it. It is so, so funny. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, do, I do want to see it. I don't know if I'll see it at the movies at this rate, to be honest, but yeah. I do want to see yeah. it. Yeah, well worth seeing. Um, anyhow, you've been busy. You've been busy playing Rage 2. I have. Um, did you do the review for it? I can't remember now. <laughs> There's no review up yet. <laughs> because oh, right. Are you working on the review then? <laughs> yeah, slowly. But Yeah, because we got it so late, right? Uh, yeah, but also because it's a, it's, it's, a, it's such a hard game to, like, talk about. Um, How so? Like... <laughs> 
I, I realize you're like, uh, it's a hard game to talk about. I'm like, <laughs> you oh, asked me to talk about tell it. Tell us more about why it's hard yeah. to talk about by talking about uh, it. No, it's just like, it's one of those games, like, you see, I, because I've read a few other reviews, which is like probably my biggest mistake. I probably shouldn't have done that. But um, That's a tough one. Yeah, like, I I just don't, like, I lie, I can see why it's good, but I really, I really had to push myself through it. Um, okay. Like, I've never really had to do that for a game before. Like, I generally can play anything um, if I put my mind to it. But this mm-hmm. is just like, there's just too much. And th- oh, you'll hear this a lot if you ever look in, like, if you ever look around about the game. That mm-hmm. it's, it's, people will say, it's really good if you don't do the side stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> but like, in Rage 2, a lot of the weapons and abilities are behind side stuff. So, like, yeah. I personally don't think the combat is that good if you don't have all the cool stuff unlocked. Like, you get, like, a dash and, like, a double dash that you can do in the air. Like, there's a lot of mobility options and stuff, which is really fun. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And it's probably, like, the coolest thing in the game is, like, the combat and the way it all plays out. And it's very, um, like... So lazy to say it, but it's very much like Doom twenty sixteen. Like there's just okay. it's just very yeah. fast paced, very um over the top, very like That's bull- what bull- I had heard that I had I've been reading a little bit about it. Um and uh I've seen some people comparing it to, to Doom and saying it's it's much in the way of like an open world Doom. Is there any truth to that? Something like, like that would excite me because I'm a big Doom fan. Yeah, it is. But like the problem is that it's like it reminds me so much of Rage One in that you can see so much potential, but then it just kind of ruins it. Um, right, because it's a little bit too ambitious for its time, I guess. Um, okay, the, the open world there is an open world, obviously, um, mm. and, and open world Doom probably is the best way to put it. But then, to me, the enemies aren't as interesting as the ones the ones in Doom. Um, sure, and the like the setting is very like the open world is very boring, like so dry, like really dry, like. I get thirsty when I'm driving across it. Like that's how dry it is. <laughs> is, like, is it? Is it just that it's all desert, or is it kind of unpopulated? It's just like big and nothing. Okay. And I got a right. feeling like maybe they like got towards the end and were like didn't get the chance to kind of unpopulate it. Um, mm. One thing I do like, and this is a very strange James thing to say, but I like how quiet <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. Like, all right. So like, if you just sit there. Um, there will be people who will pass you by and stuff, um, and yep. they'll just and you can like hook your horn to start a race with them or whatever. But if you leave, them, they'll just drive past. And it's like okay. the the atmosphere and like the mood and stuff is really nice in that regard. Yeah. Whereas like you know, there's far- no like radio playing constantly. Like, Far Cry, right? Yeah, no, we you know just Far Cry how there's always noise, and then like if you uh-huh. just stand still, something will come up to you and kill you. Like whether it's an yeah. animal or like another car of enemies or something. Um, yeah, I know that that, and that's a strange thing for me to talk about because it really doesn't impact the game at all. But I just think like the world is nice in that way. Um, mm. But I it- love being able to take in an open world at my own pace. That's part of the reason why I love like something like The Witcher so much, or even some of the Assassin's Creed games that you can just kind of like stop and pause and just sort of take in the surroundings. Yeah, without there really being a threat. Much in the way that you're Far Cry, you're right. If you stop and try and take in a view or something, it's not going to be long before a honey badger runs at you. Like there's just that constant sort of threat and activity in the world, I guess. Which you, I can understand why some people like it. Have you ever like played Bulletstorm? No, I have heard okay. plenty about it, though. I know it's yeah. kind of like a bit of a cult hit. It's a bit like that, like, as well, the com- way the combat works, the way it flows okay. and stuff. Like, you kind of get rewarded for, like, I guess, playing with your enemies before you kill them. 
a hub, uh-huh. like you know, <laughs> sliding them up instead of kicking them up into the air or something. Yeah, um, d- that sounds very Doom esque to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is Doom esque as well. Um, it's just like I don't. I just. I just don't know. Like it's it's really hard to because I like I can see a good game there, but then I mm-hmm. just feel like there's just there were so many times where like oh more more padding or like more stuff more driving to do and stuff mm-hmm. and that got and then like when you go to an outpost you've got to find stuff in that outpost and like I don't want waypoints but there's also nothing given to you so you just spend so much time searching mm-hmm. this this one building for items that that kind of blended like it, it just there's just so much right, like okay. little things I guess that make it it just breaks up the pacing a little bit too much mm-hmm. and I also think the story is crap and it, and people are like, yeah, but like you're not meant to pay attention to the story. And I'm like, yeah, but Doom. The problem is Doom did that. <laughs> Doom yeah. did the whole like no story, but a crap story, but way better. Like it was a much more self aware kind of story yeah. set up in Doom, say than in this one. Um, and it's just so hard to like get into, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's a tough one. That one, I, I think, like that is often the case that people sort of when it comes to thinking critically about games they'll when it's, especially when it's part of a franchise they'll compare that game with how games in the franchise have previously been and they'll kind of stick to the series in terms of comparisons whereas i think we sort of need to think a bit bigger picture than that i think it's appropriate to think about what other series and games have done in terms of pushing things like we shouldn't kind of put it in a box too much um like i know uh I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I'll get back to The Witcher. Like, The Witcher was this fantastic open-world game that just had so, so much content. You could... The map was vast. The story was incredibly complex and rich, and the characters were well fleshed out. And you could jump into a a side mission and get this kind of three, four-hour story arc that was just as polished as the main game, right? And I don't think that, like, open-world games have been held to that same standard, like, since they came out. And I think we kind of need to do that. Like, the bar's kind of been set, and it's kind of changes expectations. But, like, we kind of still measure our expectations compared to the one series of games. Does that make sense? Does any of that? Yeah, yeah, it does. does. Sense? Um, and that's the thing. Like, I think what I'm trying to say is I guess that Rage 2 can aspire to be more than just a better version of Rage 1. Which is basically, yeah, 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 hundred percent, and that's the thing. Like Rage One, yes, it's better than Rage One, but Rage One came out so long ago, um, and so many games have come out since then. Like I don't know, yeah. it's just such a weird game to exist as well. Context like, is important, and like <laughs> it, it, it's kind of almost like ironic because, like, obviously Avalanche did this. Who also did Mad Max? And I think mm-hmm. a big thing that people had with Mad Max was that it was just another open world game that kind of did nothing new, and that's yeah. how I feel about Rage Two now. Yeah. Um, we really shouldn't, uh, yeah, we really shouldn't tolerate kind of just, like, a generic open-world game anymore. Like, I think I'm I'm looking think for tolerate's special... tolerate's a very strong word, though. Um, Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know. Okay. You're sounding we a shouldn't... bit violent. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But, like... Um, um, yeah, just... I think we should, like, expect more, though. Like, expect something kind of special and something that makes yeah. it stand out and sets it apart. And what sucks about it, especially, is, like... You, you look at all the artwork and the cover and, like, the box art and everything, and that's all really cool, like, brimming with personality. But then in the game, uh-huh. um, there's nothing, none of that. It's almost yeah. like they decided, oh, shit, it's kind of dull. Let's make it look good <laughs> from the outside. Like, right, with the okay. artwork and stuff. And then, like, in the game, all you'll see is, like, maybe some purple smoke every now and then. 
Like, yeah. okay. do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. Yeah, it's just visually not not that not that amazing either. So, which is because the marketing in the game has impressed me because it has been quite violent, sorry, vi- vibrant and colourful, and there's yeah. kind of like a, a style to it. Like, even with what um, Bethesda were doing, like on the PR side of things, like getting a bunch of Twitch streamers and stuff to get tattoos on them. Yeah, like I thought this kind of all oozed this kind of personality. Is the game itself then lacking that? Yeah, well, I would say that. I would say the game right, that I've, play, I've played is not in the same spirit as that marketing. Right, okay. And I'm a pretty big Bethesda guy. Usually, yeah, yeah. As uh, you know. I, I'm sort of of the opinion that Bethesda have been knocking it out of the park in terms of the shooters that they're publishing. Yeah, well... Um, like the Doom the and Wolfenstein series has been fantastic. the second dart in a row as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's like... Not ba- it's not dart. Like, it's not a dart. Like I said, it's like when, I, when I'm shooting stuff, I'm having fun. Yeah. It's just that there's not enough moments like that or there's just yeah. too much shit getting in the way of that. Like, they should have just made it a linear. Yeah. But then I guess, like, they probably couldn't because the first one was open world, you know? Like, it must be hard. Mm. But, yeah, Is know. there, like, a certain kind of game you might recommend it to then? Like, if you're a fan of, like, Far Cry, would you kind of recommend it to them? Or I think I think if, if you liked, if you liked Far Cry, um, probably more if you liked Mad Max because I know there are some people okay. out there who really liked that regardless of its issues, which is fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want, like, something that's like Mad Max, it's definitely closer to that um, okay. than anything else but obviously like if you're just looking for a big open world game um it's not going to be as big or as busy as like say most ubisoft games but then a lot of people like that do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um it's really like if you just like doom shooting um or if you like the mad max kind of style or look it's definitely for you um but i just say don't go into it expecting like a big ubisoft game with lots of stuff to do um Mm -hmm. And and I know that people will be like, yeah, but I hate Ubisoft games because they're really full all the time, like too full. But there's still, I don't know, there's a bit of repetition to Rage 2 that that makes it different, you know. Sure. I think it's definitely right. Av- Avalanche's best game. Like when you look at their Just Cause games and Mad Max, like this is definitely their best so far. Right, okay. Overall. That's, yeah, that's good. It, it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds it's like very I like, enjoy. Maybe it's I very up and down, yeah. Um, yeah, I still I'm still to actually like properly play Far Cry New Dawn, so I might give that a go first. And if that does, it's funny because yeah, I, it's made to a go. It's made, I skipped New Dawn, like I've got it, but I skipped it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now mm-hmm. I want to go back and play that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny how that sometimes works, isn't it? Um, all right, well, let's uh, switch publishers. Um, I'm keen to talk about Ubisoft, uh, who announced, I think it was like an earnings call or some sort of like investors meeting um, in the week, uh, that they have three unannounced games that are still to come out prior to March 2020. Um, when I first read that, I was like, 2020 seems ages away, but that's that's in less than a year. Uh, we're in, what, May 2019. It's crazy how time flies. Um, James, what three games do you think there might be? Ooh. So, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and... Uh, okay, th- all right. <laughs> no, no. You mean in the, t- in the last 10 minutes since I told you what the topics were for the show? <laughs> no, a long time. No, I was talking about this with Shannon when it came out, I think it was like two days ago or a day ago. Sure. Um, but long time. I think... I think there's definitely... So, this is like the three... There's three games coming out before March. That's what they've said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what, like the next 10 months? Yeah, yeah, because it's March 2020, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool, glad we've figured the maths out. Yeah, we're we're so smart. (laughs) 
S M R T. Um, definitely Watch Dogs Three. I think that's like yeah. a pretty pretty obvious one. Um, and I think I just don't see Splinter Cell happening though. Like, I feel like no. I feel like, but then I, I don't know. I feel like Breakpoint. Because there's a rumor going around too. I don't know if you've seen that one. That Breakpoint was started off as a Splinter Cell, oh. and then it was handed off to like Tor- Ubisoft Toronto or some other Ubisoft while Paris worked on Ghost Recon, and that okay. makes sense to me because when I played Breakpoint, I was like, "Yeah, this is so Splinter Cell-y. So maybe Splinter Cell is, but anyway, I don't think that's that that is close. I think it's definitely like Watch Dogs. Um, I think I've got a weird feeling like something rabbits like like for switch like maybe like rabbits oh rabbits kingdom sold really well um yeah and i actually really liked that like i don't know i feel like based on what you've your reaction you did it you would oh no uh (laughs) (laughs) no that was more of a oh yeah i didn't think of that kind of oh right um yeah yeah i I thought you were gonna go my head started just like going everywhere i was like oh maybe it'd be like maybe i've not considered like a mobile game or something like that no they said triple a like that's not that's not mobile is it for them, I I don't know. Ubisoft doesn't even do mobile, do they? Like, really? I guess not. Now I've kind of like backed myself into a quarter though, because I don't know what else. <laughs> like, I, maybe it is Splinter Cell. Maybe it's like Watch Dogs. But that's so much. That's so I think much. Something Rabbids is a good shout because it has been a while since the um the Rabbids Kingdom came out. What Kingdom. three years yeah. ago? Yeah. So yeah, and I, th- and that definitely did have popularity, and I think they they tapped in something quite cool there. Um, so that, that's probably a good shout. Did you see the whole Twitter debacle regarding Splinter Cell whilst we're whilst you mentioned that? No, what's wrong? Did something so, happen? Yeah, um, I forget the game director now, but there was a game, an Ubisoft game director kind oh, of came the Division out and two. Said, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and said that he was now working on a Splinter Cell game, and they sort of ba- he then backpedaled and said that it was just a joke, and Ubisoft's PR got involved and said, "Calm down, it was a joke." Um, uh, but he had like changed his Twitter image to be uh, wearing like the Splinter Cell night vision goggles. Well, that's um, nice of you. <laughs> but it kind of did look like he was just at a bar with like other game directors, and that they had a few drinks, and they he just kind of put out this gag without thinking of the the potential ramifications of it. He could also have just been drunk and given away secrets. You know? but, but that's the thing. Yeah, could it? Could he have like slipped it? And it's this whole like it's a joke thing. It's just to cover that. Um, I've always thought, like... So, obviously, they did um, Sam Fisher in Ghost Recon. Like, mm. um, I've always thought... And they obviously, they did John Bernthal in Wildlands. Like, why would you get these people in just to do... Just to do VA work for, like, a piece of DLC? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like something's coming. But John Bernthal's going to be in... That's, uh, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's well, right. So, like, they got Michael Ironside back for, for, for Sam Fisher. Like, surely they're going to keep him oh, do you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah yeah right yeah. That's, that's, a, that's good thinking that is good thinking I like although that. the timing of that is like way out not, not the yeah. same but like yeah because that because when, when I'm talking about what games are coming out like, like three unannounced AAA games like Rabbids Watch Dogs there's not really anything else like besides Splinter Cell Unless yeah, they've got like a weird Far Cry spinoff again but like I just feel like they're gonna they've got to give Far Cry a bit of well. a break now yeah, I reckon they do. Because it was only, what, was it March that New Dawn came out? Or February Which was a year after that? 5 in March as well, so, or February, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they could sneak it out in the February next year. That'd be before March. Um, but, I don't know. I, maybe I they'll sort do of feel like, a, like we're at a saturation point with Far Cry. Far Cry maybe Battle Royale. Such a bad thing. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> actually, that would actually be a 
really sensible series to do that with. You're on something there, I think, James. I think Breakpoint would be a better, but yeah. Maybe. maybe. But I mean, the Far Cry's first person, it tends to be quite fast-paced, there's vehicles, and it tends to be like on some exotic island location. People airdropping from the sky as well. Ooh, oh, baby. I like it, James. Um, what were do yours? Do you think there's any possibility of an Assassin's Creed kind of coming out Before next March? year? Or, yeah. No, or no do you way. think like the still concentrating on Odyssey? Yeah. No, uh, well, yeah, there's, Odyssey's DLC. There's still a massive content rollout that's that still wraps scheduled up, for that. That wraps up in December. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's never stopped Ubisoft. Like, they have, like, 55,000 studios, so, like, one of them's working on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, um, uh-huh. yeah, no, I don't, I don't reckon... No, no way, like, another Assassin's Creed before March. That's, like, too way too soon. Yeah, it does. I think with, like, Odyssey still very much... Having like commanding so much attention, I've got a I, weird. I think it's too soon. I've got a weird feeling um, that Odyssey, that the new Assassin's Creed will be um, cross gen for the new gen. Oh, okay, all right. That's a weird like, uh, like Black, from was me. Black Flag was that Black Flag was, it... was yeah, 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 yeah. And Watch Dogs One. Um, did you have three, mm. or are they the same as one? No, you've pretty much covered them there. Um, okay, I, I, Watch Dogs Three. Obviously, seems to be the go. Um, that one seems pretty set in stone. Um, I heard rumors that it might have been set in London, which uh, I quite like the sound of. I think London means pretty yeah, good setting. Nothing's done uh, like a no one's done a modern day London for a while. But no. like, last one I can think of is Getaway from PS2, <laughs> which is like yeah. very old. So I, I would like to see adventure somewhere other than like a UK or a US city, though. I feel like that's so often the case with like. I don't like know, GTA where? or... Tell me your place. Uh, maybe somewhere like Tokyo would be really cool, or... Um, it's a bit cliche. You know, like, sort of a, like a big metropolis like that. Is that, is that cliche, Tokyo? Yeah, know, like, Maybe, I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm um, yeah. I've not been to Tokyo, but I sort of imagine it as like this big kind of like neon city and like super... In, like we should play Sleeping Dogs. And stuff like that. I, Look, may, I really that, should play That's definitely dogs. not Tokyo, that's just so we're, we're clear. But like, yeah, but, if you want like a neon... <laughs> is it Hong Kong? Sleeping yeah, yeah. Dogs? You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely should play that. Like, Yeah, now. Hong Kong would be another really cool setting, actually. I Just like, like a big sort of Asian metropolis like that, I think would be really cool. Um... Whilst we're on the topic of Ubisoft, though, have you been following much of the Division 2 news this week? I know that Ubisoft's unhappy with it. Unhappy with it? I missed yeah. that. Almost. Oh, have I? I've, sorry, I've just realised I'm not reading the agenda. I'm just, like, going with the flow. <laughs> um, well, I'm just firing stuff at you, really, um, just because I found it interesting. Um, but I was thinking of the uh, like the raid dropping this week. Um, oh, console, I was talking, Console yeah. players so far have been unable to beat the, the new raid. It was beat within the first five hours on PC, but no one, like, as of recording this, I'm unaware of anyone having beaten it on console yet. Is this uh is this like finally proof that PC betters uh players are better than console, do you think? Um is it possible they like <laughs> they hack, they use hacks? <laughs> is that <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think that. I think that's probably been removed from the equation at this. Point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even know that was this was an issue. I thought you were talking about like the financial thing. Um, the Ubisoft no, put out. I know, right? Are um, they unhappy with the how the game did? Yeah, um, it it performed under their expectations. To quote them, right? Okay. Yeah. Probably they had way too high expectations, though, right? But not as bad it's as the, like one of these. Oh no! I feel like Ubisoft's pretty been pretty them. like realistic with their. Okay, with, all with right. their stuff. Um, yeah. Apparently, not as bad as the crew too, though. <laughs> so, yeah. at least at least they could they could point to that Ubisoft studio and be like, they did worse than us. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's um, a shame because I, I really enjoyed the division, but I 
not enough of my friends kind of got excited about it, if that makes sense. Like, it's such a game no, I agree. that benefits yeah. from having, like, a solid sort of friend group that's kind of on every night and, like, kind of progressing that way together. Um, I kind of hit Endgame and made headway into that, and I was like, I really need a solid kind of squad now to roll with. Maybe I need to try and get into a clan out there or join a Discord group or something. If anyone's listening and wants to invite me to the Division clan, I'd greatly appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to play the raid, but part of the issue with it as well is that matchmaking isn't there. There's no matchmaking for it, so it requires you to source an eight-person group to play the raid. Yeah, that's which, a bit rough. I mean, like, I've got some friends, but maybe not eight. Like, have that, could tried be, to get, that could be a struggle. Yeah, have you ever tried to, like, get eight people together to go out somewhere? Like, like oh, yes. it's a very hard, like, and then, like, <laughs> yeah. even, uh, yeah, no, I don't know how I feel about that. Let alone uh, log into a game at the same time. And I was, like, on Reddit looking at the stories, and there was, like, one group that I saw that they had to, like, kick a group, like, a group member out and sub him in because he was drunk. And I was like, oh just real world struggles like just trying to play a damn game <laughs> on a on a weekend but yeah i just don't it's a shame because like the destiny i was able to do this like i had a like uh, i was in a clan of maybe like 15 people uh that were like most people were on like each night so it was super easy to get groups of four together and, and run the raid together um so i did that like countless times and got some great loot from it but I just like I feel like this expectation is just too high. Like eight people, no matchmaking. Like m- maybe if you could get like a group of four friends together and then matchmake the other four, so you have like two groups of four people. If that makes sense, um, that would make sense. But like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's a shame. I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to experience the raid now. Yeah, have to see. Sucks. I hope they. Have... Uh, well, we've probably got. Oh, I was going to say, I hope they do raids better in Ghost Recon. Because yeah. we're talking about that a lot. Um, yeah. Are you going to get... You, I, I assume you're going to be picking up Ghost Recon. Are you going to play on Xbox, do you think? or? Oh, probably. We'll see yeah, how okay. I go. <laughs> I'm, now I'm starting to think I need to yeah play with the, the Press Start crew a bit more often. So my friends will let me down. Play with the cool kids. Play with the cool kids, that's for sure. Uh, we've probably got time for one more tidbit of news, um, as we won't be able to play What the Wiki this week, unfortunately, since it's obviously just James and I. Um, but uh, Sony and Microsoft announced a new partnership to explore future cloud solutions. Um, and what's quite an unprecedented move? Um, according to the Financial Times, analysts said that the announcement, though still vague on terms and bound only by a memorandum of understanding, was an unmistakable symbol of how seriously existing console players take the prospect of fundamental disruption from outside um they're, they're referring to uh the likes of google kind of putting together cloud gaming infrastructure um but what do you make of all of this this kind of partnership uh james is it sort of ushering in a new era on the console wars so to speak i don't really know what what this means to be honest um like yeah it might not mean a lot that's the thing yeah like, it's just a just a memorandum of understanding so it's just like okay we're gonna kind of play nice to get some sort of cloud platforming service like up and running i guess not even a service like an infrastructure that they can both <coughs> use to their benefit but it sounds like i don't know like microsoft's a little bit further ahead on that front although mm. maybe sony is also working on something we don't know about but obviously microsoft i think they finished what they call the take-home build of of their x cloud stuff a few weeks ago um which means right. it's, pretty, it's pretty close to being like i guess done um yeah. Is that for dev kits kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think what they mean is by that is like you like they give it to employees to take home and they can right. like use it at home. If that makes right. sense, so like yeah, get an idea of how it works outside of the office. Yeah, um, 
in terms of yeah, I I think it's cool. Like I I also wonder like if this is kind of prompted by um, not fear, but like I guess they just want to make sure they do everything right in the face of um, stadia, like stuff like that. Yeah, um, I think it's certainly maybe an apprehension or like a nervousness about that. It's it's just kind of strategic, right? Like it's oh hey, right. like we both face the same threat and we both kind of operate on the same sort of business model. Like we can help each other out to try and sort of fend off this new competitive threat. And it's all being done through Azure, which is like obviously Microsoft's like infrastructure, um, Uh which uh, they probably gain more from it than Sony does. um, Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to Gaikai. You remember the, it was that that cloud service? Yeah, that, they all they're all shit. Is that all gone towards <laughs> that, PlayStation that, now in terms of know. getting networking? Or what was the other I one like? Go on or like on something? Ooh. There was something else like called On Live or something like that. Yeah, I just um, don't get the impression that it's been as successful for them as they wanted it to be. Perhaps. Well, I think people use PlayStation now, don't they? They do, yeah. But like, I don't Not know here, if that's obviously. the full extent that they intended the cloud platform yeah. to be maybe i mean maybe that goes into powering even like the playstation plus cloud saves and that kind of thing i don't know i don't really know how cloud computing works if i'm honest i think with guys they just use server that, surely they just use that to like kind of like i guess bolster like remote players playstation now like i don't think, yeah yeah, I don't yeah. Think there are regrets um but yeah you're right that xbox certainly seem far ahead um further ahead i should say um did you you played crackdown 3 yeah i did yes because that used the Azure cloud computing to sort of like power the destruction in the multiplayer side of things, didn't it? Yeah. Remembering that correctly? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. it did. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the sort of application that Sony and Microsoft are kind of hoping to get more use out of? Or do you think it is kind of more of like a direct competition to Stadia and like, okay, rather than having a box, we're going to stream games to your TV or something? I just think like if, it was a, if there was more to that, that mm. um, like if... If they wanted stuff like Crackdown 3, we would have seen more of it by now from Microsoft, at least. Yeah. Like, I think... I think Crackdown 3, and I always have said this about Crackdown 3, it was, like, this kind of leftover idea from that... From the the big ideas kind of phase of the first Xbox, where they were all just crazy ideas that never really, like, came came out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, they just... It just had... I don't know how to explain it, but um, I, I don't think... I think it's more about getting your games um, working everywhere um, and making your... So if I'm out and I've got my phone and I want to play something, making the PlayStation slash Xbox experience a much smoother, better experience than, say, the Stadia experience. So, Mm -hmm. like, keep me playing on Xbox and PlayStation. I think that's the, the end game more so. Yeah, say uh, they're definitely having... going to have to find some way to shake things up a little bit, I think. I think Google Stadia, if it, assuming it all works correctly and starts expanding to other territories, um, it really does pose a big threat to traditional sort of console gaming. And I don't think that they can rely wholeheartedly on having like, okay, here's like a powerful box that you can sit in your entertainment unit and runs games without an issue. Like I don't, I think we're going to get to a point where that isn't enough of a like a, a sales pitch. I, I think that we're going to need more than that. But 
I guess, as the eight-old adage goes here on the Starcast, we will have to see. (laughs) 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 Uh, And with that, let's bring it down to what was episode 174 of the Starcast. Subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and join the conversation using hashtag the Starcast. Um, And of course, visit the site at press.com.au. Thank you, by the way, to everyone that's been uh, messaging in saying that they've been hearing the adverts on uh, Triple M and Hit the Hit Network. Um, That's super cool it's obviously very exciting for us here at press start um to uh i guess like start like continue growing and reach more and more people so it's, it's very very cool um we've been joined today by james yeah hi i'm on twitter i'm on at jam so it's a-t-j-a-m-z cool hit, any hit idea when up. you might have that uh that review finalized uh don't put pressure on me please <laughs> <laughs> nah. i'm not i'm just asking i'm just no i'll probably have it done by the end of this week which what right, day is it? Cool. Saturday? Oh, okay. We'll see how I go. Oh, the end of the, I assumed the end of next working week. Oh yeah. Well, definitely take by us. then. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Take as take as much time as you need, James. <laughs> um, I have been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Uh, I don't have anything in the pipeline at the moment, but always keep up with everything that I do. I'm sure there'll be something. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, happy gaming. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,